One of the most common questions I get asked is, do you have any tips for business women? Problem is, that's such a broad question. It's like asking a mechanic, do you have any advice for fixing cars? They've built an entire career and it took a long time for them to gain all of that expertise. So it's hard to impart anything useful quickly. So let's talk it out. I'm Mazda Miles and this is Restrooms and Boardrooms. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of Restrooms and Boardrooms, the podcast that informs and inspires women with a little pep talk and some girl talk for those bent on running shit in business, entrepreneurship, leadership, culture, and life. I am here with my dope team, my boardroom directors. First of all, the man with the plan, Dion Ringgold. Gang, gang, what up, guys? My producer. And also, audio engineer, Chachi. That was a party. I just do music. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say what I said earlier. (laughs) What it do, baby? What it do, baby? (laughs) All right, y'all. We have a great episode for you. We are going to be talking about when to say no in business, really, and in life. But for this, we're going to target it on business, Um, as well as discussing the firing of an employee because of an Instagram post in our boss move or soft move segment. And finally, at the end, we'll discuss something that I just have to be honest about. So you definitely don't wanna miss that, it's a hot topic. Now, many of you know I recommend you start every single day with a little pep talk. First of all, get your mind right, right? So every single episode, I am going to start off with a little pep talk because I believe in modeling good behavior and because I believe that practice makes perfect. We've been hearing that all our lives. And it is true. Uh, So first of all, before I get into it, I just want to set up this pep talk a little bit. Hmm. And I'll give you a little background, okay? Um, My guys in here, they already know it, but but y'all who are listening, y'all... I need this, though. I need pep talks, too. I like this. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so I'm going to tell you about this crazy week. Um, I'm entering the most busy season for our business. It's the most busy, most demanding season. It's the fall. First of all, all events, all corporate events, all galas, all conferences... I would say 80% of them happen in the fall, right? So you all know Perfection Events, my business, we produce large Shout conferences, out. trade shows, events, galas, festivals, <laughs> all that. All uh, of so we're entering into our fall season. Um, and I'm in a little conundrum because one of my key employees, this person is actually like my number two. She's my ace in the hole. She's the one I know will catch any ball that I may even think about dropping. Um, she's on family leave. So I'm, I'm, I'm hurting a little bit. And then I have another key position uh, that's not been filled. So that means that I'm literally here with two holes in my team. Um, and there's more work, honestly, than there is than there is people to go around and do this work. So I've been burning the candle at both ends. At least Dion knows, probably Josh too. They've been getting emails from me at one in the morning, uh, text messages at yeah. 5 a.m. They're like, wait, how are you working at one and at five? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mazda has twins. She has doppelgangers, y'all. I get texts and emails. It's crazy. Because I, I, I got to do it, right? And so I, I know how to grind. I know how to hustle. I know how to get it done. That's not the question. Um, but that comes naturally. But what does not come naturally is setting boundaries and saying no. So I'm going to let you into the world of me today. I know that's not grammatically correct, but y'all get my gist. Um, and I'm just going to kind of do a pep talk. I'm going to let you all in on the pep talk I've been giving myself for the past two weeks as I've been going through this time. So it goes a little something like this. Girl, you got this. You were made for this. You were built for this. You were born for this. 
Success is in your DNA and you cannot and will not fail. You are also wise, insightful, amazing, powerful, and intelligent. Whatever you do will be enough because you are enough. Whatever you can't do will still get done. And whatever you don't participate in will still go on. And don't forget this, whatever you miss will actually miss you. You need to take care of you because unless you take care of you, you can't take care of others. Mm. So that's, yeah, yeah. Snacks about to that. run around this tape. Oh, right. Run around Snacks this tape. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and then after that, uh, I put on my Lizzo. I am a huge Lizzo fan. I put on my Shout Lizzo. Detroit. Right? And I rock out while I'm getting dressed, right? So that's in the morning while I'm in the mirror. Then I rock out while I'm getting dressed. The song that's been on repeat this week is Good As Hell. Uh, it's on the album that's before the one that everybody's on right now, right? Truth Hearts is the one everybody's on now. But Good As Hell is on the, the Coconut Oil album before that. So I had to kind of get to the throwback. <laughs> and she, it, the lyrics are dope. She's, she's talking about something that we can uh, connect with in every situation and applies to everything. She's talking about a man not loving you anymore, but I feel like that applies to men, friends, relationship, employers, clients. Anyone who's not loving you anymore, anyone who's not showing you love anymore, if they don't, as her lyrics go, if they don't love you anymore, then walk your fine ass out the door. Come on, somebody. And then, I, you know what I mean? You throw up that peace sign and feel good as hell about it. Okay? Can we just give Lizzo a shout out for Rihanna showing all that love to her, though? I'm just saying. This is going to be a track. Josh, you need to lay that down. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> work on it. Work on it. Work it's, on it. It's coming. I know. <laughs> work those connections, Josh. I would be right in Rihanna's DMs. If I was Lizzo, <laughs> like, oh, you giving me shout outs? Yeah. Oh, she just. Oh, listen. Oh, yeah. They definitely. Listen. They, I'm over, they DMing. They commenting on yeah. people's, each other's posts. It's happening. They BFFs now. It's, it's happening. happening. Class you heard it here first. You heard it right. You heard it here first. It's um, So the other thing I do love about that song is that I feel like she's setting a boundary. Um, and, and she's saying you don't have to feel guilty about it. That's 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 what I love. You don't have to feel guilty about it. You don't have to be mad, sad, depressed about it. It's taken me a while to get there. I mean, a while to get there. But I really believe if you do it early and often, you too can feel good as hell about saying no. You can say no. And keep moving and feel good about it. Um, so that 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 moves right into our topic of today. We talked about we're, we're talking about how to say no in business. Um, I've been in business ten years, right? Ten years. Ten years. You made me tell everybody. Yeah, man. Uh, and it's been a journey in getting to being one hundred percent comfortable saying no to clients. Um, I started out where I was never saying no. I mean, I was a yes woman. You may as well say my middle name was yes Mazda. Yes, Miles. Because if you asked it, I was going to do it. <laughs> if you requested it, it was going to happen. If you required, required it, I'd say, how high, how fast? <laughs> We're going to get it done. Um, but the problem with that is it's not sustainable. It's not. You know, um, and how you start is how you finish. I was setting a precedent for how I would work with my clients and I was simultaneously setting myself up to fail mm. because I, I couldn't keep that momentum going. I, I couldn't keep that level of energy. I, I literally couldn't be at everything and anything to everybody at all times. Um, there was no way I could do every single thing that popped into the minds of my clients. Um, in my industry, it's a creative industry. It's events. People have all the ideas. <laughs> I mean, I, I know there's a lot of things that a lot of people work in and, and it seems like people are throwing everything at you, but 
literally in my industry today, tomorrow. I mean, y'all be surprised the kinds of things I get a call about. Like, so, you think we could get a unicorn there? Like an actual unicorn. I need y'all to understand that I've had to explain to someone that they don't actually they don't exist. exist. Yeah, I mean... And they look at me like, okay, we'll make one. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, well, what about a Pegasus? En- engineer. Hmm. Mm. You know? <laughs> so all the things I got to do. Um, and, and I had to learn that. I had to learn how to say no, set those boundaries. It, it, and, and, it's, it, and it's not about being money hungry or greedy, but it's really about making sure you're being fairly compensated for your time and effort. Everybody should do that, whether you're in business, you're an employee, whatever it is. Are you being fairly compensated for your time and effort? I won't go down a rabbit hole, but that applies not even to money. What am I getting for what I am giving? Am I being fairly compensated for my time and effort? Um, you know, if I go to Starbucks, I can't walk in and be like, okay, I call it five bucks. Uh, <laughs> I can't walk in at five bucks and be like, okay, let me get that caramel macchiato, you know, that actually costs five dollars. Let me get five of them. Let me get five of them for, for five dollars. Right. Are they going to do it? Starbucks ain't going for it. They're not going for it. So so why am I going for it, right? So I had to learn that art of kind of setting and managing expectations and, and meeting it. And, uh, you know, you can't win if you keep moving the finish line. Literally, if, 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 a, if a client or a customer or a friend, a relationship, whatever, if, if every time you almost think you're going to win or make it to the end goal, they change what they expect and you allow it. Let me say that again and you allow it, then you'll never make it to the finish line, you'll never win. I can't take credit for this quote. I had a client years ago who told me her mom always told her, you deserve what you allow. It's your quote now, so you can use it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use it. She, she, she always says, you deserve what you allow. And so I, I, I had to, I, that thing got deep in my soul when she said, I said, wait a minute. Cause, Cause a lot of times we're like, I don't deserve this. How dare they do that to me? It's like, well, did you allow it? Mm. Did you allow it, though? Do you continue to allow it? So then if you continue to allow it, I submit to you. Mm. Maybe you believe you deserve it. And if you believe you deserve it, then I'm surely going to believe that you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you deserve it. So we got to learn, you know, how to say no. So I want to share a little bit um, about the first time I said no to a potential client. I will never forget it. It was early on in the business. Uh, I don't know, like year one and a half, year <laughs> half. I don't know. Like it was, it was early. It was, it was early. It was before we got to year two. And um, I had this client wanted me to throw this party for her daughter. Um, we don't do those kinds of parties anymore. But back then, I needed that money, needed that bread, needed Just that bag. Dis- disclaimer: <laughs> Don't don't come asking for her to throw you to a party. Don't no ask, Elmo. Don't, please do not. Don't do, do, not, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Uh, I may be able to refer you to someone, but I don't. You know, don't do it. <laughs> so I had this potential client, and she came to me. Hey, I want to do this sweet sixteen party for my daughter? I'm like, bet we gonna do this, right? Um, and we, I did everything, right? I, I, I created a contract. I designed the event. That's another no-no. I gave, gave, gave the, let's say, why buy the cow and get the milk for free? Uh, I, I gave, you know, all the milk, right? <laughs> In the beginning, here's what your event looks like. Here's what, where we're going to do it. How it's going to be. Gave her everything. Um, was doing site visits, designing her event, basically planning the event. And I asked, like I said, gave her a contract. She didn't sign it. Requested a deposit. She didn't pay it. Mm. She wanted all the work. She didn't want to do anything. And eventually got to the point that I had to tell. I mean, we're, we're down the line, y'all. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm expressing this correctly, but <laughs> weeks of work, weeks 
of work and phone calls and conference calls and designs and appointments and site visits. And I finally was like, this lady ain't never going to pay me. <laughs> I realized, like, she's never going to pay me. And I sat her down. I'll never forget we're in the middle. Uh, we were in this hotel lobby. And I sat her down. And I was like, um, Miss XYZ, say the names to protect the guilty. Put it out there. Yeah. Put it out there. I'm just saying. Put it out there. <laughs> we ain't mean that trying to be sued. I'm trying to There'd be no more copies. Miss, Miss, Miss ABC. Miss <laughs> ABC. Um, you know, I've got this contract. At this point, I'm going to need you to either sign the contract. I'm going to need you to sign the contract and submit a deposit for us to continue. And I'm just going to leave it out to, to my, my team right here. Do y'all think, what do y'all think happened next? I'm, I'm going to guess that she ain't, she ain't signed that contract. G-O-N-E. <laughs> G-O-N-E. No, no deposit. No, no contract. She did not pass go. There she did not collect $200. She did not collect and I did yeah, not collect. Right. None of us collected. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she basically ghosted me. Okay. Um, and then I had to realize how much time and effort I put into that. And I would not, and I didn't get anything out of it. And I really also, what really bothered me is if I had not said no at that moment, how much more time and effort would I have put into that? And would she have gotten out of me without, you know, saying anything? The moral of that story, though, one piece of it is she was my only prospective client at the time, and I had no other clients. Mm. So I was not in the position initially to say no. Oh, wow. I didn't feel comfortable saying no. And, and I'm going to give you some scenarios when you really are not going to feel like you're able to say no and what, and, what, and what the remedy is to that. You can't say no when it's your only client. And by the way, let me just put a pin in this and say this. I say it all the time. If you only have one client, you are not in business for yourself. You are an employee. <laughs> if one person pays you, you are an employee. So while that may work for like month one of your business, I need everyone who listens to me and respects me on this podcast to internalize this and recognize that your number one goal should be to get additional clients, additional customers, Thanks. right? Additional streams of revenue. You also can't say no when it's your only prospective client, right? If you don't know where the next dollar is coming from, you're going to keep this client on the hook as long as you can to get them to keep paying you again. So you want to, when you're in business, get yourself in a position where you know you not only have a diversified portfolio of current clients and customers, but you also have a diversified portfolio of clients and customers in the pipeline. See, when you know what's coming next, and you can be like, yeah, okay, no, I'm not doing that because that's okay because if you don't pay me, someone else will. If you don't sign this contract, I got five in the queue. I know based on my close rate, one of those are going to close, right? And so that's really important. That, that, that's the moral of the story to me um, from that. Um, also, Dion actually asked me this earlier, um, so I have to make sure I, I fit it in. The time I regretted not saying no. So it's not just about the first time I said no, but what's the one time I regretted not saying no? Uh, and that was easy to remember as well. Uh -oh. It was shortly after this fight. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to say the name to, uh, to protect the guilty. They want the fun. tea. They I, want the tea. I got I'm you not. guys. I'm going to put it on Instagram. <laughs> Just make sure y'all follow me. They want the tea. We ain't getting sued in here today. <laughs> no. We ain't getting sued out here today. Um, it was my largest client at the time. This is like, I don't know, circa 2013, 2012. Um, but I will say it was one of the largest associations in the world. They have more than 400,000 members operating in 160 countries. We were managing their huge annual event. 
And I was pretty proud of that, you know, me, small business, pretty new in business. That was a pretty big client to have. And because of that, and because they were, at that point, I think the one of the only clients, at one point they were giving us so much work that I kind of had to turn down other work. Mm. Big mistake, mm. big mistake, big mistake. Never do that. Uh, I was turning uh, I was turning away other work. So anyway, um, because of that, because of the, that scenario, I just said yes to everything with this client. Everything they wanted us to do, yes. I want you to do it this way now. Okay, change it that. Okay, we want to see it this way. Okay, I know you created this report, Mazda, but I want you to edit it. Five five hours of editing to make this report be something else. Do it this way now. Okay, we'll do it this way now. And when I finally saw the writing on the wall and I recognized that this client didn't value me, um, they didn't value me. They didn't value our work on the level they should, that they were being unfair and unreasonable in the expectations. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't managing them well. I hadn't set them well. We weren't agreeing on them and I'd set no boundaries. I really realized it was time to exit this client. They were inhibiting me from the opportunity to get other work. And I wasn't making enough money to grow my business off of this one client. So I devised a plan to exit the client. I basically worked my way out of the account. This was actually the first client I fired. <laughs> I basically fired this client with my large and, and dig this firing your largest client. Um, and what did that conversation sound like? Yeah. Like, give, give them a little insight. Like, take them behind the curtain. What did that conversation sound like? So the conversation, first of all, I, I planned it out. That's the first thing. You can't just unless you absolutely have to because they have disrespected you mm. or gone against your values yeah. in some major way and you have yeah. to do it right away you should plan out how you're going to do that because I'm not about burning bridges. I wanted to make sure there was still an opportunity that we still had a good relationship. So I planned out how this would go and what the conversation basically looked like because I'd done the work behind the plan. I'll tell you what the conversation was, but you'll know I'd done the work behind the plan. Basically, the conversation was, I've been with you for three years. When I first came, you didn't have an internal department and you needed our support. During our time, we've built the processes, the information, and the training that you needed. And we've helped you to hire an internal department. You have XYZ employee who is qualified and capable and has worked alongside of me and my team for the past two years. And I feel at this time, it is most appropriate that we transition out of being your external management company and you give your internal employee the shot running this show that's the prettiest no i've ever heard. my <laughs> nose ain't usually that pretty i tell somebody no they want to fight that's a pretty no yeah, that's, a, that's a politician right like, oh my goodness you're in the wrong business master you should have been on that stage yesterday goodness gracious oh gosh that's a so, pretty no that was my that was my pretty no <laughs> um and they took it and they bit and um i still have friends with that client to this day even though other people transition they're still all my peoples um and at any time if i wanted to um try to uh, pursue them for work again i, I probably could I, I wouldn't that wouldn't be it that wouldn't be a situation um, so yeah, so I transitioned out of that. Um, and one other thing that happened after that that was really crazy, that was huge and eye-opening to me in terms of a life lesson was immediately after that or actually immediately before that. So let me say this. I replaced them before I fired them. Hear me again. I replaced them before I fired them. I worked my plan. Yeah. So this was not a one-month plan. This was literally a seven-month plan. Oh, wow. Seven. Wow. Seven. I I found, and, and we're not talking five figures. So so their contract was five figures. The contract I replaced them with was six figures. Oh, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. for half of the work. Mm -hmm. 
none of that level of demand, yeah. none of the disrespect. <laughs> okay. So this was a life lessons for me in that, you know, what you're holding on to is sometimes not even the best thing or the most you could have. I was holding on to them like, who else is going to pay me? Because they were my first five figure yeah. client. Um, who else is going to pay me these five figures? Who else? And, and high, high five figures. Let me put right. it like that. Right. Not talking right. about low five. They were high five figures. Who else going to pay me this? And then to jump and to find and to pursue and to market myself and position myself with another client. And there are now others and others and others um, that pay us on that level um, for, like I said, half the work, none of the disrespect, all of the productivity, all of that was 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 amazing. Um, so, again, um, but the thing about that is practice makes perfect. So I said no a lot after them. That was my first time. But I said a, a no, a no a lot after that. Early and often, right? You got to say no sooner than later. I'm big on that, right? Um, and and at this point, I've gotten no happy, right? That's a <laughs> that's a term for me. I feel like I'm happy about something saying no, no, no. Mazda, can I have a raise? No. Oh, see, <laughs> should have got the old Mazda. Where's the yeah, Where's the old Mazda? Yeah, yeah. You need about, go back by eight years. <laughs> I have no problem saying no. Uh, but the reason I say I'm going to move on. But the reason I say um, you got to practice it is because it's not going to feel right. As humans, we are socialized to have anxiety about saying no. We're socialized that we don't want to let people down. So when you first start, you're not going to feel good about it. It's not going to feel right. It's not going to feel comfortable. Keep doing it. Keep saying it. Choose inconsequential things to say no about mm. so that you feel more comfortable saying no when it really matters. Okay. All right, that's good. We're moving on. Um, I could go on and on about that topic because there's so many more. I can talk about when to say no, when to say no, but when to say maybe, when to say not yet because there's, you know, other iterations of no. Dion said I had a pretty no. Um, <laughs> I use all those transitions in my pretty no's <laughs> sometimes. Um, so I want you to remember that. Um, we, we love to say we're bosses. Um, I thought about this the other day. I'm like, we love to say we're bosses, but you know what bosses do? Bosses say no. Facts. Bosses are not afraid to say no. Uh, and speaking of bosses, we have a segment called Boss Move or Soft Move on this podcast. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Dion so he can introduce what this Boss Move, Soft Move scenario is this week. <laughs> yeah, so every, like she said, every pod that you listen to, every episode, we're going to have a segment called Boss Move or Soft Move. And basically, we're going to give a scenario or a story, and Maz is going to determine rather it's a boss move or soft move. Josh and I, myself, we will also chime in. So this, and I quote, this is a report. Christian Cavallari fired employee for posting insensitive caption about 9-11 on her Instagram. According to a report from page six, Christian originally posted a photo. Mayi, let me, let me give you the backdrop. This is a pod so y'all guys can't see me, but you need to go see the post. It was basically her trying to look super pretty in this picture. So you, you got to visualize this. It's, it's, she's trying to get Cho's photo. That's the type of photo this pick is. Pick okay? me photo. Yeah, this is like, look at me, pick me, I'm cute photo, right? So with the caption, and I quote, NYC for 24 hours, and what a time to be here, always remember. A source told page six that Kristen fired an employee who allegedly wrote that caption. <laughs> apparently, a source. <laughs> a source. apparently the caption was actually supposed to be NYC for 24 hours and the staffer just added the other part. Kristen hasn't uh, publicly addressed the controversy or changed the caption. But let's be honest, she probably didn't saw source. She's probably the one who leaked it. Mm -hmm. um, and the alleged staffer 
um, who she fired, according mm -hmm. to page six. So is it a boss move or a soft move to pretend to be the insider mm -hmm. who leaked the news mm -hmm. that she fired an employee <laughs> just to make herself look better? First of all, I can't even keep up with all the lies. <laughs> all the lies. But I will say, Dion, that you give me a really, really easy yeah, one. This, this, uh, this is like a layup, this one right here. Um, because it's clearly a soft it's move. It's a soft move. It's a soft move. Come on. It's a soft move. Who, who pretends, <laughs> who pretends, you know, that there's someone else because they're, they're afraid to admit <laughs> that they did something. I, I feel like the boss move, I feel like there's one of two boss moves that could have been here. The boss move would have been to say it and say I meant what I said. Facts. I, I, I said what I said, right? If, if that's the case, right? That would have been a boss move. I could have respected that. I'd be like, well, all right, I don't agree with it, but it, I respect it. She said, I said what I said. Or the other boss move is to say, I said it. I, I, I realize now that it's, it that was insensitive and I apologize. Because my thing is, a lot of times people are afraid to say that they were wrong about a thing. It's fine to say you're wrong as long as you're authentic about it. Yo, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think that through. So, so yeah, I, I hear where y'all coming from. This just so reminds me of every time somebody say they got hacked. This reminds me of every time somebody Always. try to walk something back. Like, I just think it's funny if it, if it really was three people and all of them had the same name, because that's what I think this is. The Stanford's <laughs> name is Kristen. The person who posted the name was Kristen. The inside source it was, was Kristen. Kristen fired Kristen. Kristen fired Kristen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a soft move. It's soft. What you think? You got anything to add, Josh? That's just soft. <laughs> that's just soft. It's like, get the Charmin super soft. Ah, it's super soft. It's a soft move. But, you know, it was a cute picture. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, the, the picture I, I, I would have double tapped the picture. The picture you know what? It was cute. It was cute. All right, so we've been we've been honest uh, about our, our feelings about this boss move or soft move. So easy for me to uh, move into the next segment, which is if I'm honest, right? We have a segment where I'm gonna each week, each episode, tell you about something, a scenario, something, and just give you my opinion. It's not gonna be popular. Probably not what everybody Hot else would say about Don't get it. Fired, Hot takes. <laughs> but I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give my feeling on it. Okay, so the scenario on the if I'm honest this week is there was a post on Shade Room, and shout out to Shade Room for always keeping shout us, out. <laughs> keeping always us talking about them, entertaining <laughs> us, right? There was a post on Shade Room that was a text exchange between two people who met online. They hadn't met in person yet. Um, and it goes a little something like this. They're vibing. You can tell they are. They're, you know, getting into that little groove. I don't know if anyone on here is dated online. I have. But that we won't talk about that here. Um, but I get <laughs> That's it. That's another you know? pod. I got y'all. I got y'all. That's another pod. <laughs> but I get it. Like, they're getting to know one another. And they're kind of vibing in this conversation. And the woman, um, in essence, says, look, I'm enjoying talking to you. But before we go any further, how tall are you? You know, because I'm kind of tall, right? And so the dude asked her right away. He's like, well, why does that matter? I'm six foot. I'm six foot. First of all, I'm not short. I'm six foot. But why does that matter? And she responds, because I don't date short dudes with, by the way, with the roll of my eyes emoji. Right. So she a little smart comment there. Right. I don't date short dudes. He says, OK, well, how much do you weigh? The floodgates are open. So I'm sure y'all can imagine what happens next. She goes in. Why would you even ask me that? Blah blah blah. Next step, he's blocked. They never meet. It's over. Okay, sis blocked him. Right. Then in the comments on Shade Room, we all go there for the comments, right? The post, <laughs> the post is good, but the comments, the comments. it's the comment section, right? 
comments, the women are going in. You know, how dare him, disrespectful, you never ask a woman their way, you know, folks with the body positivity movement kind of came in there, you know, from the no fat shaming, you know, it, it just <laughs> went, it went to another level. And let me just pause and let everybody know, those who know me, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, whatever, you're going to know, I'm not a skinny chick, I'm a thick chick. <laughs> so first of all, I have the right to have this conversation and to say how I feel. But if I'm honest, I found no fault. Mm. I mean, I I felt like it was par for the course. I mean, she started it, though. They're going to come for you, Maza. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Because don't come for me unless I said for you. you won't. <laughs> but, and that's okay. Because I feel like she opened the floodgates. She started it. She said it. She started out with, you know, I don't. She started out with mentioning her preference. I don't understand. I don't like double standards. Those that know me know I'm all about fairness. Um, if you knew me when I was a child, I was the kid that would get in trouble, not for the stuff I did, but for defending someone else. Like, notes would go home to our mom that said, Mazda was fighting with the teacher because the teacher reprimanded Dion. Like, these are the... So that's always been me. Like I'm always, always been reprimanded. I'm always about fairness. Like, Don't treat them like that, you know? So I'm all about that. Um, but when I feel like it's part of the course. He, she stated her preference. He stated his preference. Um, I think they're a perfect match. I, I think... They should still met. I would still met. I'd be like, so we still doing this? It's like perfect. Okay. We both have preferences. It's oh, I may not have mentioned his last line was because I don't date big girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was yeah. the last line. Yeah. So, that was, you know, that was, that, was, that was the kicker. That was the kicker, right? And I was like, well, okay. He don't date big girls. You don't date short men. Date you know, girls. if you're a big girl, if you're a thick chick, you ain't for him. And if you're short, you're not for her. Yeah, and if she wasn't a thick chick, y'all should have just went out and went to Papa's for a Papa's hey, spicy them, chicken them sandwich. Spicy chicken just sandwiches are fire. What they say is like biting into a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the sandwich yet. Now they out everywhere, so I don't want to talk about it. I'm bitter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm bitter. I'm Cajun ranch and the pickles. And well, you know, Taco Bell has a no, vegan. No, not Taco menu. Hill. Don't talk about it. Oh, they have a vegan menu. Oh. Just a like, vegan. vegan. Uh, no. Let's move on. Let's okay. move on. Right. Okay. This is Harrison. This is Harrison. <laughs> this is Harrison. Yeah. Next, you're going to talk about, you know, turkey bacon. Uh, don't make me throw up. Because, no, you know, that's, turkey bacon. That's, 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 that's right? I'm off. If, I'm it, off. Ain't bacon, pork, if it ain't pork, it ain't bacon. Talk about soft move. That's the greatest soft move in turkey. American food history. Correct. Who, who I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. no such thing. Terrible. It's no such thing. So, anyway. All right. That's our uh, that's our time for today, y'all. How you feeling? How you feeling? This is dope. This is so dope. It's going to be fire. It's going to be hot takes. It's going to be dope. Good stuff. I want to thank everybody who's out there for joining me on the podcast. I do hope that all of you feel empowered and know that those pep talks in the restroom will make you money in the boardrooms. Um, now, I'm on my way to New Orleans for a huge conference, um, so I just want to kind of plug and let y'all know that we'll only have two episodes in September, so yes, tune in next week as well. Then we're going to come back and finish out the season in October. Yeah. Um, I'm Mazda Miles on Instagram and Twitter, so make sure you follow. I want to give a big shout out and thank you to my dope team, Dion and Josh. Yo. Let the people know where they can find you guys. Yo, you guys can follow me on Instagram, uh, d.ringle, and Twitter, Dion Ringle, and Inclub Magazine shout out um yeah but make sure you guys follow and subscribe this podcast we need you guys to do gangbusters so if you just came to listen cool beans i need you to hit that subscribe button though yep and then if you need any music hey need any podcast help or anything of that nature bass help 
J underscore D O T music and the let number four. He's a legend. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram, but I'm on Instagram more. So <laughs> let me put that Aren't disclaimer out. Like, Aren't, Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Aren't we all? We're all on Instagram <laughs> more. We, we still got to shout out Twitter. We got to shout out Twitter, but my Twitter, like my, Twitter, my just Twitter followers Trump. barely reach 175. <laughs> and on Instagram, I'm almost at 1,500, I think. All right, so until next time, shout out to my boss, babes, and we will see you later. Love you. Bye-bye.